This is the K-pop cast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the lawsuit statements and all the drama between XOCBX and SM Entertainment. We also talk about uh, Big Naughty being a little too naughty on stage, getting into the state of twerking and K-pop and a lot more. But before we get into these topics, guys, don't forget to join the K-pop cast listener fam on Slack. Link to the space in the episode description. So now hit replace. Hey, I'm Chris. I am the co-host of CCTV, the nonstop pop show, which is a global pop music podcast all about honest opinions and insights based on experience both on stage and behind the scenes. And hello, everybody. You already know it's your PD Michaela. And hit replays are what we call K-pop songs you should totally check out. So Chris, kick us off. What is your hit replay for this week? I have been listening to La Seraphim's Eve, Psych, and the Bluebeard on repeat. It was an immediate highlight when listening to their album. And I really think it should have been the title track. I get that it was a risk, but at least they did make a music video. Um, it's essentially a second single. They did promote it as well. And it's charting. So I love it. Seraphim is a five-member girl group formed by Source Music, which is under Hybe, and the group released their first album, Unforgiven, in May 2023. So the reason I think it's a hit replay is it's just a cool Jersey Club pop song. It shows a great progression for the group. I think the verses are really cool. They're breathy and understated. That hook is super, super catchy. And I love that the song title is not actually really referenced in the song itself. Uh, it references three female mythological characters known for breaking rules. And as the lyrics oh, say, okay. I wish for what's forbidden, like these three awesome women. <laughs> Got it. I'm happy you, you broke that down because I honestly had no idea what it was referencing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so cool. It really should be on all the Pride playlists this month, I think. Oh, yes. <laughs> so my hit replay for this week is B.I.'s Dive for Love featuring Jesse. It's the second title track to his sequel first album. So we've talked about B.I. before, you know, rapper, singer, songwriter, producer, former Icon member. He left Icon in 2019 due to his drug scandal. He was officially uh, charged with a suspended term back in 2020, I believe. So this 
album for him has kind of been a, a long time coming because when he first left the group and he had a bit of a hiatus, he he put out music kind of quickly. It was it was a little surprising that he was still putting out music while even before his like hearings were over. And so this album and this song specifically is like the first release from him where he's kind of more acknowledging the issues of the past and being a little bit more open and honest and about how he was feeling at that time. Whereas, you know, the, the previous singles, I think, were more of like these more upbeat, like dancier tracks that were very, very trendy at the time. This song especially, I think, is a good example of how... Uh, of him getting in, a bit more experimental because it's like a, a house sound which he hadn't really or EDM sound that we hadn't really heard from him before and getting back to to his a little bit more deeper songs and being more honest with his fans and the lyrics yeah I think the song is so cool I'm obsessed with the dance practice video that he just put out as yes. well he is so talented and I love his I love his voice and it sounds really cool with this house sound so I need to dive into the album is the album out I need to kind of yeah I need to dive into kind of all the other stuff he's done and I think the Jesse feature is cool as well she has also a really iconic tone it's very recognizable as well uh, so the two of them together it's, it's a power duo for sure yeah I need her in more house sound I feel mm. like this is this is a great collab for her like, even though her part is like really short, it's like, it's really impactful and it really adds yes. a great dynamic to the song. Definitely. All right. So let's move on to our hot issues for this week. So Chris, you're going to kick it off with like the really like trendy, like hottest issue. Probably I think everybody's talking about for this week. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the SMCBX situation? Okay, I'm going to do my best to say this as succinctly as possible because this has already been quite the roller coaster and yes, it's not over yes. yet because the lawyers keep coming back with more and more statements every day. So this is the update as of our recording. <laughs> yes, as we are recording June 7th, uh, yes. 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So EXO members Baekhyun, Chen, and Shuman have sued for termination of their exclusive contracts with SM Entertainment. And SM then responded and blamed MC Mong of Big Planet Made for providing incorrect information and coercing the members to leave SM, which both MC Mong and the members then denied. Then the three members revealed that they had requested information about their monetary proceeds and settlements from SM multiple times with no response over the past few months. And in addition, believed that their contracts violate the law and that they felt forced to enter into excessive renewal contracts with little room for negotiation, either earlier this year or at the end of last year. They have since filed an official complaint with Korea's Fair Trade Commission, and in their statements brought up a few different issues ranging from Chen and Schumann being put into XOM to SM's latest business dealings with Kakao. And while all this is going on, both SM and the three EXO members have confirmed that they will continue with preparations for the upcoming EXO comeback with music videos having already been filmed. So much going on. <laughs> and that's not even all of it. <laughs> right. That's not even like SM stock was plummeting. Like there was a lot of yeah. like, like bot issues going on with like people thinking that SM was trying to spread hate against the members with the public being like, oh, we support SM in this situation, which you would think they would after how many years where we've had so many examples of, of artists trying to terminate their contracts and leaving the, the company 
mm-hmm. that they would know by now that especially in this age with social media that they can't hide those kinds of things anymore. I mean, just XOM alone, all of those members, I guess, excluding Lay, who got to actually <laughs> yeah. finish his contract out, all of them have now sued to leave SM, which is just insane. There's so many different levels to this, but I will say I did work at a Western record label for many years and I was on the administrative side. So mm-hmm. just FYI, it's very normal for artists to audit and want to find out more about the spending and their income. And we will go line by line. We will go through meals that were covered, flights that were covered, any plus ones that they traveled with. We will go very granular with them. And if anything is disputed, we'll have a discussion about it. And if there's anything wrong with our calculations, then we'll just either pay them what the difference is or we'll, you know, we'll take it out of the next advance. Like it's not a big deal. So it's kind of crazy that even after all these lawsuits, this is still such a big issue at SM. But I I will say, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that they are able to work it out. I think it was very brave of the three of them, honestly, especially Baekhyun, to be fair, because he was pretty much SM's biggest solo male earner, from my understanding. He is yeah. like think, either aside, him or Kai. <laughs> yeah. And aside from the BTS members, I think he is the biggest solo male artist in Korea as well. So mm-hmm. it was very brave of him to do this because this could potentially really mess up his career. I did think it was interesting. I think it was this morning that a SM employee posted on like a blind forum, like so anonymously. Ooh. And he basically said... Uh, or he or she was basically saying that EXO was ungrateful. Um, it's a really interesting Oof. post. You guys should should go <laughs> look at the whole translation. But one mention was that Chen especially should be grateful because he doesn't make any money for the company. Oof. So I find that very, very interesting. I think at the end of the day, people need to remember that K-pop is a business and yeah. it's an expensive one. And even for me, like when I was working with artists, you know, we'd have to limit like the food that they would eat. We would have to limit the travel that they would do. And it would all, you know, be very carefully planned. And so it is also possible not, you know, just to play a bit of a devil's advocate, it is also possible that they demanded or not demanded, but they expected the label to be paying for a lot of things. And mm-hmm. that took, that actually really did cut into a lot of the proceeds. Like I, ha- I have a lot of artists that I worked with that probably will never make any money from the recordings that we had because we spent so much money, not just on music videos and marketing and everything, but also just on everyday things like travel to the studio and things like that. And they have to make all that money back, you know, from the 0.001 cent they get from each stream and, and, you know, the little that they get from the concert tickets after you take away all the production costs and everything. So, you know, artists, a lot of artists don't make as much money as you'd think really. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to to be following this comeback, right? As it happens, I think I think Stephanie was joking that there's going to be a lot of like body language experts, especially if they start doing promotions Ooh. together. I am curious how the other EXO members feel. Exactly. I would expect that they are supportive because from what it sounded like, these three members were the brave ones to come out and kind of stand for all the SM artists. Yeah. So, Yeah. yeah. I hope and the song's good. <laughs> right. Hope the song's good. And again, it's it's great that we're in this spot in K-pop where we have multiple examples now of mm. people or, or artists leaving companies, but still being able to participate 
in the group or it's still being part of the group. Whereas before, like if you, if you left your company, you were out completely. I feel mm. like I have, you know, maybe just me just being hopeful because I really don't want EXO to like be, to, to break up again after living through everything in the past de decade or so that I know they're up against a big machine, but they're definitely in a much better place than we were before. Yes, definitely. And they have levers, you know, they have such an awesome story and I'm just going to do a little plug because if you are right, interested yes. <laughs> in learning more about EXO's history, we did do an episode over at CCTV called The Pop 101, uh, A Guide to EXO. So definitely go check out that episode if you're curious about all the other members that sued out of their contracts. <laughs> uh, wrapping up this section, uh, Peter couldn't be here, uh, but he made a, a point and he sent this to me at least three times in our, our Slack chat. Um, to talk about the state, of, a very important topic that we, we must discuss today is the state of twerking in K-pop. <laughs> uh, specifically sharing this meme, uh, like the PowerPoint meme that says, uh, Hyolin and Fatu from Black Swan are the only K-pop idols that can actually twerk. Um, I can probably agree with that, actually, because on a, I feel like in general, K-pop idols, you know, they're very skinny. Yes. And you do need, you know, you need a little bit of meat on your bones, I think, to make a twerk look good. So mm -hmm. I think there's that. Also, though, twerking and K-pop doesn't really go together in general, I would say, because everyone is just so sensitive about everything now over, you know, over anything remotely suggestive mm -hmm. and twerking, you know doesn't really fit with that. Um, I don't know. Did you guys see that clip of Koi Leroy? Oh, she, yes. She, yeah, she was a guest at the TXT show and she started twerking. And I think the other, the rest of them just started ignoring her. <laughs> they they <laughs> did not know how to handle that. <laughs> right. It's so, so awkward. <laughs> but, I, but her, her she, that was a great example of a, of a, of a textbook twerk. Oh, so yeah. If, she was if great. You guys, if you guys aren't <laughs> sure, like use, use that video for reference and then go watch uh, Hello Venus, wiggle, 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 and then you can see the difference. Mm. What's Peter's opinion? Do we know? <laughs> yeah, he says there, there's no lies. He agrees that Fatu and Hilden are the only ones. But we'll we'll see. Maybe, maybe who knows? We've got new girl groups coming in. Maybe these fourth gen girlies will, will surprise us the rest of this year. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay, so moving on to our rapid fire, but not rapid fire, depending on what we want to talk about section <laughs> of Debak or not. So first... NCT reveals dates and locations for their full group concert, the NCT Nation tour, which mostly is going to be in Japan, actually, uh, and Korea. So are we are we Daybok or not on this? I'm Daybok. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think why not? You know, it's kind of a fresh start for the group. We've now announced that, you know, there won't be any more members after this last unit. You True. know, Shotaro and, and you know, we, we've lost a couple of them now as well. So it feels like everything is kind of in a place where they can finally be like, OK, this 20 something number of us, we are NCT. And now here we are as our full group. And this is it. Right. I, I'm, I'm Daybok on this, uh, but I, I am sad that I'll probably just be like streaming it under my blanket in my room <laughs> if mm -hmm. it is if the if it is live streamed. I doubt, especially with everything that's going on, that we'll see this tour hit the States anytime soon this year. But I, you know, I have hope. 
I do have to say I'm a little sad that NZT, Saudi Arabia and Brazil and US and all those <laughs> other ones that they had initially announced are not happening because I was very curious what those were going to turn out right? to be like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or maybe, maybe it's for the better. Maybe it's for the it's better. It's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So moving on in, in more concert news, this one is hitting the US, hitting the East Coast. We've got mm. Ive. Monster X, Shonu, and Hyungwon headlining the new crazy K-pop super concert in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be hitting the East Coast in August. We, looks like Kwan Eunbi and AB6 are also on the list. So are we debak or not on this new K-pop show? <laughs> I'm debak for the most part. I will say... I just hope that the production value is good for this because sometimes with these shows with kind of the random artists, Mm -hmm. the production value just isn't great. You know, everyone just kind of does the same performances that they do on all the music shows. Even if there's any sets like a staircase or anything, no one has rehearsed with that, knowing that that was going to be on stage. So then Mm. all those things end up being unused. So uh, that's where I'm a little cautious. But for the most part, I'm in New York. I love all four of these artists and I've never seen most of them. So I am excited. And also shout out to UBS Arena because that's definitely one of the best arenas up here. Just really, really good sound and and they take really good care of the artists. So I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'm also Daybuck. I probably won't go since, you know, I'm here on the West Coast, but I'm happy for all my East Coast friends getting a chance to see all these acts. Yes, and Shonu will be back, which is great. Oh, Shonu. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm so me. I've been talking about this in Slack. I really hope that this unit is just like sexy summer boy, like hot boy summer. Like I feel like that those two can pull that off really well. Yes. Yes, that is what I want as well. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, so moving on to more concert etiquette news, I guess, for performers. So Big Naughty is in the news recently because he's apologizing for behavior during a recent performance where he left the stage for 30 seconds apparently just to kiss his girlfriend backstage, allegedly, and then goes back on to finish his performance. What Are we debak or not on this, guys? Because I, I guess I'm a not, to be honest. I think the reaction's a, a little dramatic overall. Like, it's really not that big a deal. Like, does it really matter who, what he's doing? I mean, you know, people run off stage, like drink water and stuff all the time. So... I guess he was just unlucky. He just happened to still be seen by the audience as he was doing this. I don't know. Right. I, I mean, I guess the, the only like devil's advocate I could play is like if you're if you are in the audience and the, the artist suddenly leaves the stage, there's that, that point in which you're like where you're not sure, like you, maybe you're thinking of the worst thing and then you find out, oh, you were just hanging out with your girlfriend. I could I could see why some people are maybe on the the. The fence about this, but it, to be honest, I think it's it's fine. I mean, thirty seconds, you know. Right, if it was like, seconds. if it was thirty minutes, you know, or even three minutes, then I'd be like, okay, what's happening? But thirty seconds mm-hmm. is is fine. Come on. <laughs> okay, so next bit of news: Ukis is celebrating their fifteenth anniversary with an OT six comeback. So they're bringing back three members who had previously left the group: mm. uh, Alexander, AJ, and Eli. Um, they'll be joining Suhyun, Hoon, and Kisup for their comeback in June, which 
I guess I'm Daybok, but I'm very confused. Like when they released the teasers and they had like the three members blacked out, be like, mm. oh, who's joining? I would have never have guessed that AJ and Eli would come back. Like Alexander, a little bit. He's been like spilling tea on the group and been in the news recently. <laughs> so it kind of felt like maybe to, I don't know, do damage control with that. Like having him in the group was a good thing, but... I just, it felt like from a fan perspective that those two had like burnt bridges when they left it, that it was never going to be a thing. Yeah, I remember AJ definitely had all that drama when he was in school in the US, right? Yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. And then Eli ended up appearing on some variety show and he was like working in like a supply store. It's like he was basically saying he made no money in UKIS. So, you know, hopefully they get something from this. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I just have to say, I'm very surprised Kevin isn't doing it. I, I would I would say like Kevin and maybe June aren't doing it just because they're busy doing other things. Or at least that's my my hope. I, I feel mm. like they're just like too busy to 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 take part in it. Yeah, I, I feel like the relationship with them is still good. Right. I just don't really I'm very curious what sound they're going to go for, because yes. I'm just going to be very honest, like you kiss never really hit. Mm-hmm. I, I think they hit it bigger in Japan than they did anywhere else. And I, I don't really know how how I would describe their sound. So yeah, I just don't really know what they will do to try and stand out here. I'm here for a boy band reunion, though. I'm, yeah. I, I have high hopes. I have high a hopes. True, I'm just being realistic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So next bit of news, we've got an, a new name change. So the group TNX is changing their name to The New Six. Uh, are we debak or not on this name change? Um, okay. In this context, I will say debak just because I think the new six is a better name than TNX. Yes. <laughs> so just for that, I'll I'll give it a debak. But I don't really like either of those names, to be fair. But I will mm. shout out the new single, Kick It For Now. I had mentioned Sync earlier. And this song is New Jack Swing yes. inspired. So yes. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a throwback. And then I also feel like ha- going by the name, the new six is a bit of a throwback. I feel like we've had mm-hmm. an era of these fourth gens that are all just initials. And it's honestly a little confusing, especially for when you're trying to learn all the new groups. So it it feels like it's a little bit more unique and it helps them stand out. Mm. Um, but now they're joining like the six line in K-pop where it's like AB6. And then there's this new duo that just debuted <laughs> called like nine to six. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not much of a of a of a big standout, but I think it's definitely a, a better change for this group. As, mm. You know, considering they're they're the only boy group in P Nation right now, so they really gotta they really oh, gotta work this year, right? And I I do say though, I I think it's dangerous to have a number in your name because yeah. you rarely keep all the members. You know, like going back to you know S Club Seven, you know, like they were just S Club after that. Like it's it's. Across the globe, I feel like it's always just a bit risky to have your number of members in your name. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so next we've got uh, Idols on TV news. Uh, Blackpink's Jenny has recently made her acting debut in the HBO show The Idol. Um, So are are we debuck or not on Jenny's acting debut? To be honest, I haven't seen it. So I, I guess I'm... I'm Debak, but only in the sense that I'm happy she's, you know, like getting to pursue new things. I, I, with all the controversy around the show, I don't think it's probably, I probably won't watch it anytime soon, to be honest. 
I also have not seen it yet, but I do plan to watch it this weekend because uh, I am quite curious about it. Um, having seen the clip that I've had, people have been talking about, though, where she's doing some very suggestive dancing, I personally think it's fine. Um, yeah. I'm kind of curious where her character goes, though, because I've heard that this show in general is quite provocative. So I'm curious how far her character ends up going in that. Right. It, it was funny. There there was like a, a New York piece about like the most people are watching this show for her. Mm. And that that clip of her dancing that they put on YouTube has more views than the actual <laughs> episode of the show when it debuted. Brilliant. So, yeah, again, happy I for mean, kudos to her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we we all knew that she was probably going to get the most out of this than than the rest of them. OK. And so moving on to other girl group news, Hybe is debuting their new girl group through the survival show Are You Next? They they put out a teaser. They, it looks like they're just running around outside. So hopefully it's going to be a little bit different than Island where they're not like all oh, just in an egg or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so are we are we daybuck or not on this new survival show and new girl group? I will say that I'm not just because I'm just a little over all of these reality shows. I think it's just a little saturated across all the different labels and the different TV channels and everything. So I, I prefer the the regular launch of a girl group with the teasers and then a song, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a not, I'll probably watch the first episode though, but I don't think I'll watch a lot of the stuff in the in between. I'll probably just come back for the finale just to see who gets in because mm. I can't I can't take the heartbreak after everything I experienced with like peak time and, and boys. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So wrapping it up this segment, we've got YG family question mark news. Uh, with first top saying he is already withdrawn from Big Bang and is now pursuing a new chapter in life. So. Are we, are we Daybok or not on this new era of T.O.P.? I'm Daybok. Let him do what he needs to do. Um, I'm grateful he at least came back for still life and that we got some sort of closure there. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, it's fine. Do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I'm, I'm Daybok on this. And then lastly, uh, will G-Dragon stay? Uh, YG Entertainment shares official statements following the expiration of G-Dragon's exclusive contract. So I I don't know, I guess, are we, are we Daybok or not on G-Dragon leaving YG? I think for him, I'm not. But for YG, they should try <laughs> to do everything they can to keep him. They need him. Yeah. They really do need him. Um, I, I would love to see G-Dragon in a more production place, I think. I, I think mm -hmm. he'd be awesome if he got to build his own boy group and got to kind of executive produce all the music and everything. I would love to see what he could do. So I personally think YG should bend over and do everything they need to do to yeah. keep him. I, I, was, I was thinking, I was like, what is YG without g-dragon like it just it feels like the like a very much like a closing of an era mm -hmm. of k-pop if he was to leave that company but i i agree with you i'm i'm daybok if he decides to leave um but i i again they they better give him everything he wants if they want him to stay okay well i guess we'll we'll find out stay tuned <laughs> Okay, that wraps up this episode for the second week of June. So let us know, where can our listeners find you on socials, Chris? 
Sure, you can follow CCTV Pops on everything, and you should listen to our show as well. We give very honest opinions about all global pop music. And of course, you can tweet all of us at the K-pop cast, and I am at Michaela J K-pop on Twitter. All right, bye, guys. Bye. bye.